Welcome back, everyone. I'm Elena. And I'm Allie. Welcome back to Holistic University. We're finally back. I know. Oh, it's been too long. It has been. It has been long. But yeah, so how's it going, Allie? How's grad school? Grad school's good. Um, I had a little bit of a break for like the month of November, so that was fantastic. Um, And now things are picking up again as we start to enter final season but overall yeah. so far so good nice. um, lots of writing <laughs> lots lots of writing i can lots imagine mm-hmm. yeah yeah how's thanksgiving good oh you first how's thanksgiving good uh i got to see family that i didn't get to celebrate with last year so that was nice oh that um, must have been great this was also our first year hosting Thanksgiving instead of my grandma. She kind of passed the baton this year. So that Aww. was sweet. But she's, she still played like a pretty huge role in like cooking and uh, oh, setting up and everything. So she, she took the role of sous chef this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. What about you? It was really good. Um, I'm Jewish if nobody, I'm guessing our listeners don't know, but it's oh. Hanukkah. <laughs> So we're recording on December 1st. I'm sorry, guys, that we've had quite a bit of a break of recording episodes. College got in the way, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so we needed a tiny, tiny break. But, yeah, Hanukkah's going on now. Um, It was bittersweet. There's been some, um, sadly, some, not to get bitter, but there's been some recent events in the family that we kind of, it was somber, but it was very nice. It was what my parents needed. But now it's Hanukkah, and I go home tomorrow for my aunt's not retired but not forgotten party. Aww, oh, that's <laughs> so, so sweet. Yeah, I'm very excited. But Thanksgiving was pretty good. I love, I just love holidays. Like Christmas is my Me favorite too. time of the year. I love Christmas, but I'm mm-hmm. also Jewish, so. <laughs> I actually, I uh, like in terms of ancestry, I'm also Jewish as well. Like. Yeah, nice. my uh, my great grandma was actually in a concentration camp and escaped. Yeah. Wow. So my grandfather will celebrate Hanukkah, and actually the other day he um, he lit the menorah for the first candle, Aww. and I like FaceTimed him, and he did like his prayers in Hebrew, and it was it was really nice. Yeah, I haven't. I don't do it up here because I'm with my roommates and they have no idea what I'm talking about if I light a menorah and I start singing. But that's really really <laughs> sweet. I love that. But yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about today? We are up to the O in the Flourish acronym. So a yes, little PSA are. about spring semester. As obviously we did not finish the acronym yet, we're going to be carrying it over into the spring semester with a lot of guest speakers. We have a list going on right now, which we are very excited for spring semester to, you yes, know, have them do. on the podcast. But the O in the Flourish acronym is savoring positive emotions and resilience. And this episode actually came at the most perfect time because we are approaching finals week again it's december 1st we have a week and a half left of classes and it is crucial to focus on the positive during the stressful time we are entering into so yeah so what does it mean to savor positive emotions allison (laughs) so to me savoring positive emotions means things like finding good times um when things are hard or tough, uh, finding the good or I guess 
finding joy in mundane moments. So like those really small moments that may seem insignificant to one person may bring a lot of joy to another person. Uh, maybe for someone it's a cup of morning coffee and maybe for someone else it's, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever you yeah. enjoy. Yeah. For example, then, huh? Oh yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, it's just so natural conversation with you, Allie. I love it. But, yeah, like I was going to say my savoring positive emotions because I've been having a couple of stressful weeks lately. I want every once a week or twice a week. My positive moments are when I pick up my sister and I feed her or when I go and get a cup of coffee, like you mentioned, because I love coffee. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Small moments. <laughs> so what are um, some I of yours? What? What are some of yours? Some of my small moments would probably be, uh, again, a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, getting to drink the coffee leisurely rather than rushing to, yeah. like, class with the coffee. I like to sit with, like, a nice hot mug of coffee hot. and just, like, enjoy it rather than rush to class with, like, coffee. True. You know what I mean? True. That brings me so much joy. I'm a cold coffee <laughs> drinker. I don't know about you. It I go back and forth. It depends. Like I, I like iced coffee if I'm running to class, but if I'm like, like I said, taking my time and I like a hot coffee because mm -hmm. I can like hold it in my hands, enjoy it. My mom literally like 24 seven, no matter how hot it is outside wants like piping hot coffee. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, so she literally just loves hot coffee. She would be in a sauna and drinking hot coffee. I can it's never. wild. No. <laughs> I don't I'm, know how she does it. I'm the iced coffee drinker, but for the first time in a very long time yesterday, I got a hot latte. So that's called growth. <gasps> oh, what kind of latte? What flavor? I got a maple bourbon latte. Again, it's the, okay. the maple is like scented with it. Not that there's anything no-no in there. It's <laughs> incense or whatnot. I don't know. But there's a place it's called the Calf Bar. It's the huh? Mm -hmm. It's just the flavor of it. It's just the flavor okay. of it. It's okay. So there's a place called Calf Bar in Wakefield. I'm going to give a shout out because I love them. I found them this semester. They're incredible. They have a bunch of different toasts. They have vegan cakes. If you're vegan, they have vegan cakes. I love them. They're so good. Oh, I've heard of that. I just haven't been yet. I literally, like, I'm in Wakefield. So I don't, I literally. I'll take you. Yes, please. Oh, let's, that's let's it. Get... We're getting coffee this weekend. That's it. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. But yes. So now, see, Allison and I just made a positive memory for the future. <laughs> We're going to now go get coffee. So it's those little exactly. moments. Mm -hmm. But when I was researching for this topic today, because I did a little bit of research about, you know, like resilience and like savoring positive emotions. Some, mm -hmm. there's a doctor in this article I read, Dr. Hansen. He says how the human brain is built in a negative bias. And I love learning about the brain. It's part of my psych major in me. So he said, human brain is built in a negative bias and it could show up in relationships, our work ethic and painful experiences. And when I was reading this, I, I was thinking this relates to finals. Cause think about it. How often when somebody just took an exam, they say to you, I think I did horrible. I was so nervous. I think it went so bad. And let's say you took a, the same exam that week. How, more how likely are you to respond with oh i think i did good if they just said to you that they thought they did horrible on the exam yeah no that's such a good point and even when you like 
say, oh, I think I did well, you always think, or you always, um, you still go to, I, I guess, worst outcomes, like, oh, I did well, but I probably only got a B, or, yeah. oh, I did well, but this. Yeah, it's weird, because we think as college students how, that no matter how hard you study or how much effort you put in towards a paper that you're destined to do bad, and we define our validation all throughout the semester through our grades, and mm-hmm. we're all in a negative mindset no matter what exam or paper we have we're in a negative mindset until we see that grade and then that grade either defines our how our brain thinks in a positive way or in a negative way you know what i mean or you know what too it could also be like a defense mechanism so instead of of actually so instead of necessarily having the negative mindset you are trying to i guess put up the defensive so that you don't disappoint yourself if you end up doing worse than you thought. You know what I mean? You're right. Like because expecting the worst so that when the worst comes, you are not as disappointed because you expected it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Whereas if you are thinking, I, I mean, not too positively, but yeah. if you are confident in your ability and you're positive, but then you do badly, you're obviously going to feel worse than if yeah. you like expected a like a little bit of a negative outcome you know what I mean yeah it's, it's a defense mechanism I didn't think of it like that because I always like it's also letting yourself down but in a weird way I always think I'm gonna let my parents down because in my head I'm oh. like it's the saddest thing because in my head I'm like Honey, no. I know but then it's like they're supporting my education they're saying how much they believe in me and how great I'm doing and then it's like if I like if they like see my transcript or something and like I get a bad grade, I feel like I'm ever gonna, I'm always gonna let them down. And then it's the mm-hmm. weirdest thing too. You're mentioning how like if you think you did good after an exam and then you get a bad grade, don't you always hear from college students that if you feel like the exam went bad, you're going to do good, but if you think the exam went great, you did bad on the exam. I've only heard that with um, ACT and SAT scores. Like if you felt like you did well on the ACTs yeah, right? or. <laughs> that you did really bad. But, but I've never heard vice versa. But imagine how unhealthy that is because it's like you're setting yourself up either way to think negatively. Like yeah. you should always have a negative mindset because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to think I did horrible on the exam if I want to do good. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, for the first time I feel like I did great on it. Oh, but never mind, I did bad. Like either mm-hmm. way, you're setting yourself up to have that negative bias that apparently has been wired into our brains. I don't know how it's been wired. But apparently it's been wired into our brains that we're, like, just with this negative outlook. Yeah. And it's like we're forcing positive emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think going back to the savoring um, positive emotions, like, finding the joy in hard moments, like, when you do not as well on a test, like you thought, finding some type of good or joy in that. And I heard this really great acronym on um another podcast and fail stands for first attempt in learning so when you fail it's your first attempt learning that subject I like yeah that. that literally has been so stuck in the back of my head ever since I listened to that podcast so now anytime that maybe I don't do as great on one thing or don't do as great on another thing I think to myself, okay, my first attempt in learning. So what can I change going forth? And that is not in a toxic, positively way, because that's a whole nother area, but that's a good example of taking 
the positive from something that's not a great outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and that's how you always have to think of situations in terms of, like, painful experiences to a bad test grade. It's you have to take what you've learned from it and then grow. But I love the whole you – it was your first, like, fail at learning it, but then you only get stronger. Because that's always – exams and papers are just us – reiterating information we've learned. You're going to learn it at some point, whether it be after the exam or before the exam, but you're going to learn the information. And it's yeah. just testing what you know. Mm-hmm. But again, grades do not define you. Take that through your finals. Take that through the rest of the semester. Grades <laughs> do not define you. Please, mm-hmm. please, please. But yeah, it's always taking the good. And that leads into a tip I kind of have of like some ways to take positive experiences like especially during these hard times remember those positive experiences like having fun with your friends or being home for thanksgiving take those positive experiences turn them into those positive emotions by going back to those memories to help you through this time Mm -hmm, exactly and uh, you know how I, i like literally couldn't think of another small positive thing other than morning coffee a sunset that's a great positive thing I wish like, I could see the sunset. <laughs> it 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 just seems so minute, but it honestly can change the outlook on someone's whole day. You know it what does. I mean? It does. And those little positive moments or memories or things, if you really try to focus on them, they're going to add up. And when they add up, they're going to start like dominating your thoughts and your outlook on life. Yeah. But short story short tip going into finals focus on those positive experiences focus on those positive emotions we know it's going to be hard but refer back to we've talked about in other episodes of strategies to de-stress and whatnot just going back to those thoughts and things that help you center yourself basically going into finals but another thing i found interesting not to go back to the negative but just so that our listeners are aware during stressful times especially during finals be aware of the conversations you're having with other people because we're all going other people, not people's people, because we're all going under, we're all in the same boat here. We were saying earlier how if you're talking to somebody and you said that you did bad on an exam, how likely are they to say that they did bad or good on an exam? Think about kind of the way you're phrasing things, the things you're talking about with other people. Oftentimes when we're in stressful times and that negative biased mindset, I hate that we're bringing it back to this, but oftentimes we're complaining, we're overthinking, we're talking only about negative thoughts Again, Mm -hmm. back to the tip we just said, bring in those positive emotions throughout your conversations because then you're going to be helping yourself. You're going to be helping the people around you because your roommates, your friends around you are all going through finals too. So if you're focusing Mm -hmm. on making sure the thoughts coming out when you're talking to people are positive, that's going to help the people around you too be positive Mm -hmm. as well. So you're spreading it. Yeah. And sometimes it may take like a actual like physical trigger, like like you are at your desk, you've been at your desk for hours, like literally stand up from your desk and go to the kitchen and do literally anything else but homework for a little break, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever that may take, because you always will get to go back to your homework or your studying or your paper writing and whatnot. But like, if you're going to try to change your mindset and focus on those positive, um, outcomes things memories like we've said before sometimes like adding a physical removal of yourself from the environment that's causing you stress 
can be paired and almost facilitate the mindset change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So physically remove yourself from the stressful situation if you can. If you cannot, obviously, we have to consider situations where you can't. But take five minutes and just get up and walk away for a sec and, like, take that to facilitate the mindset change. You know what I mean? Yes, Allison. Yes, snaps for that. (laughs) Speaking words of truth here. We're getting philosophical up in here. All right. But... (laughs) No, but those are some great points. But so let's say, sadly, you did do bad on an exam or you did bad on a paper. Resilience is defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or adapting in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or even a bad test grade, which that causes significant stress. So let's say you took an exam recently and now you're approaching your final and you're completely stressed out because of the impact the last exam had on you or the paper or whatever it was it's hard to foster and grow a foundation of resilience but little steps Mm -hmm. of changing your mindset to okay that was one exam that is not define my content of this information i'm going to work hard and persevere and do great on this final Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, if you try to look at the situation as big picture, that really helps. Um, My dad always told me, he's like, okay, look five years down the road. Is this going to affect you five years down the road? No. No. (laughs) If not, then you're absolutely fine. Yeah. You're all good. (laughs) Yeah. It's layering. So it's taking in previous experiences throughout the semester. It's focusing on the now in terms of how we're talking to people and small Mm -hmm. things we can do to de-stress and focus on the positive. And then it's going into the future of these don't define me. There's always other classes. This is just the process of learning. Yeah. Yeah. You built resilience over time. You built it over time. It does not happen overnight. (laughs) But... As we're on the topic of finals, what are some quick little de-stressing tips that you got, Allison? I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here, but (laughs) just because we've talked about this a lot in previous episodes, but just to reiterate again, some de-stressing tips, Allison, what you got? De-stressing tips. Okay. So put yourself in an environment that is optimal for studying. Yes. Um, I think that's a good de-stressing tip. Although I have another tip that's almost, I guess, opposite to that is don't stress yourself out if your study area isn't available to you. Mm, You know what I mean? You don't want to become dependent on the same exact area every single time. The library. Always study at the same table in the library. You go there, blah, blah, blah. And that table is taken for your most important like exam ever. And the library is busy and it's not optimal. And you don't know what to do or where to go. It's important to, I guess, have a type of environment in mind and make it or or go to it or try and make and create that environment for yourself um, for studying. So, um, like I said, if the library is like all taken up, your one study area is taken up, then you are going to have to adapt to that. And so, yes, find, <laughs> I guess, where is best for you to study for your environment but also learn to be adaptable with your studying habits and your study environment as well yeah you know you don't want to be super dependent on like one form of studying one study environment so like you flashcards work for this class but if you're going to try and force yourself to 
make flashcards for this class, but that's not what's working for you, then you're going to have to adapt. I've had to adapt so many different times with so many different study methods over the course of college and even in grad school as well. So, okay. So I guess the tip would be be adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. Optimize what's best for you in terms of what's available to you with studying um, methods and environment, but be adaptable at the same time. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any tips? (laughs) I have some tips. Yeah. So again, being adaptable, for example, if that study room in the library is taken, that is not the only place that you could be studying. Mm -hmm. And definitely being adaptable with your studying. Different classes require different methods of studying. And Mm -hmm. even the preferences that your brain likes to take in information. I'm a psych major, it changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because so many people like to keep to their comfort zone of that one method, that's the only method, but it's Mm -hmm. gonna have to change. You're gonna have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable knowing you might have to learn how to study a different way. But also in terms of finals, don't cram. It goes back to what we've been talking about the entire episode of savoring positive emotions. You're going to be throwing yourself into an extremely stressful, negative situation Mm -hmm. if you are cramming right before the exam. And then it's just going to domino effect to feeling bad about the exam and not thinking you're going to do well when you will, if that makes sense. And then, of course, please take breaks. See that sunset. Mm -hmm. Go on a walk throughout your neighborhood. Take those study breaks. Those are so important. I found um, that the Pomodoro method is super, super effective, whether I'm writing a paper or studying for an exam, and that is increments of 25 minutes straight of studying, working, et cetera, and then a five-minute break, and then another 25 minutes of studying and another five-minute break. I found that to be so, so helpful. Yeah. And I've also found that, especially since now I'm in a very, like, writing-intensive program, like, having a person in your classes that is if they take multiple classes with you because my classmates we all take the same classes there's only seven of us so um it's very easy to find like a friend or colleague to proofread a paper for you or give you advice and me and my friend abby literally almost every assignment that we have we share it with each other and proofread whether that's for uh, grammatical errors or like content wise we always 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 proofread every assignment before we send it in just to make sure if you can find like a proofreading buddy that will be so great like if especially if you're looking to go to grad school yeah and use your friends to like quiz you like i was quizzing my friend last night before my capstone capstone presentation because she has a final this week so it's Mm -hmm. like use your friends to help you they're all in the same boat as you they all want to see you succeed but yeah I'm mm-hmm. kind of out of tips. I was going to say, I'm pretty much out of studying tips, too, for now, at least. And we kept <laughs> sharing the positive vibes your way, listeners, sharing the positive emotions. Ride yeah. those Narragansett waves of positive emotions. <laughs> We're moving like the ocean right now, and you got to do it with us. Whether you're driving, whether you're in the library, I don't care how ridiculous you look. We're going to move <laughs> like the ocean of the positive waves. You guys don't see Elena right now, but on Zoom, she's moving her hands as if she is currently swimming with the waves. I think the basement basement of Facitelli can see me, though. The basement of Facitelli can definitely see how ridiculous I look, but it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. You know why? Because we're riding the positive waves of life. I think I listened to too much Weezer today, but that's fine. (laughs) I love Weezer. Did you see your Spotify wrap-up? No. Oh, do you have Spotify? 
I have the, I'm not like subscribed. I have like the free version. Oh, you still get the wrap up though. Okay. We're going to end the episode guys with sharing our Spotify wrap ups. Okay. I don't know what that is. So it's basically, <laughs> I'm so, Apple music, so you need to help me. So if you go to your homepage, it's going to say 2021 wrap up. Do you see that? My homepage has nothing of the sorts. Dang it. It literally just, wait, hold on. Let me go. Let me try one more time. Um, I think maybe because I. It's right there. Oh, your 2021 wrapped is here. There we go. What does that mean? It means the most songs and everything you've listened to. So it goes over your top songs, top artists. Guys, this is a great way of getting some positive memories in there. Listen to music. And we're going to go over our music we listen to. So as Allison... we just played by accident? (laughs) No, no, no. You're good. Um, What's it called? Keep skipping until it shows your um, overall. And I'll share with the listeners my um, top artists and whatnot. Um, so my, so guys, I'm a little bit of a, um, classic rock nerd because that's what I listen to at the gym. (laughs) So my number one artist is Green Day followed by Post Malone because I love Post Malone. Then Van Halen, Fall Out Boy, and John Mayer. My top genre is classic rock, of course. My top songs are Best of You from Foo Fighters, Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Nice. Um, the third one, I can't say because there's a no-no word in there. Um, my <laughs> Hero from Weezer and then Panama by Van Halen. And my minutes listened to total for the year of 2021 is 43,107 minutes. So okay. I listen so to a lot of music. Mine is definitely not that. <laughs> so I so I listen to all my music on Apple Music, right? Yeah. But the only reason I downloaded Spotify was because my cousin was getting married this past summer and I'm, I was a bridesmaid for her, right? Yeah. And I love her to pieces and I wanted to make like, make like a little, their name, her name's Erica and her husband, her now husband is named Mike. Yeah. And I wanted to create a, like a Mike and Erica playlist for them. So it's literally just like what I've listened to on Spotify is literally just like all love songs. Because um, then I shared the playlist with them, and I like picked the little cover, and I uh, put a picture of that. I named. The, I think I, I forgot exactly what the name of the playlist is. So what's, so this, what's my, the artist? My tops. My top artists are Leon Bridges, Beyonce, because she loves Beyonce. Four Tops, Dan and Shay, and Mariah Carey. Ooh, Mariah because, Carey. Yes, because I put the song uh, "Fantasy" on the playlist as well. Oh my goodness! And then top songs. <laughs> we, got, we have some. They're like love songs, but they're also like really funny songs. Like um, one of the bridesmaids added "Single Ladies" on it. Like nice. it was hilarious. Uh, so the top songs were, uh, I-, "I Can't Help Myself," "Fantasy," "Beyond," "This Will Be an Everlasting Love," and then "Dynamite." <laughs> so, nice. Nice. So completely different Spotify wrap-ups for 2021. Yes, but this does not encompass um, my daily, uh, I guess, music taste on my Apple Music. But this was specifically for, like, Erica and Mike. And I listened to 1,887 minutes of this. And the dance, or the top genre was, like, dance pop. Because we wanted songs that they could, like, dance to at the wedding. Aww. 
no, it was re- it was really cute. She loved it. So everybody, see if I can actually look up your Spotify wrap ups. Listen to some music during studying. Listen to some music to ride the waves of positive emotions. Take those positive emotions to your finals. You got this. Mm-hmm. You're good. But yeah, yeah. you guys are all set. With that, we're so gonna the, wrap oh, it up. Yes. So the playlist is actually called "Celebrating Erica and Mike." I'm gonna Aww. show you. I don't know if you can see. Oh, that's so cute! It's a picture of um the happy couple on the playlist. That's so cute. What they're. Aww. <laughs> Well, good luck during finals, everybody. You're going to crush it. Take those positive emotions. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for listening. Ride the positivity wave. Do the hands. Do the hands. Ride the wave. All right. This is a very long outro, but we love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.